didn't try, I tried Not to say I don't need you no more But this ain't mine, things ain't right I'm hurting cause it's not for me to say I'm hurting cause it's my fault Good afternoon, good evening, another day, another podcast, this is recorded podcast that is, I'm joined with somebody, man, who always come through for me in the clutch, man, a young genius, young greatness, man, please introduce yourself, King. Man, man, we back, we back, it's, it's Duke, man, we back. Yeah, hey, man, we getting into it, we doing our thing right now, man, uh, so how you been, man, how's, uh, all this month, many, many months in the quarantine and all that, how you been holding up? Man, I've, I've been doing good, man. Just just grinding with school and just trying to get it. Right now, it's finals week, so trying to finish this week out strong. Hope we can get some good grades and uh, have a good winter break, man. Yeah, man, we got to, man. That winter break, people going wild out. This usually was like some of the funnest times ever for everybody, but it kind of sucks with the corona shit, man. It's crazy. For sure, for sure, especially because Christmas and stuff, the holidays, people coming in and out. So it's going to be different this year, but hopefully everybody gets to enjoy their Christmas and all that. Yeah, and I mean, it's been a long lot. Shout out, uh, prayers go out to all the fucking FedEx and uh, Amazon drivers and stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, bro. They, bro, they got it rough, brother. Like, bro. It's too Yo. Now, can you imagine because how it was before, like before the quarantine, but now, Bruh. oh my God. Bruh, give them all the raises, man. If you listen to this, man, hey, man, send me a cash app. I'm going to send you like $5 or something, man. You work, <laughs> man. I got you, man. I'm going to hold you down, man. Don't ever say this is recorded. Ain't do shit for you. You hurt? Yeah, <laughs> man. But, man, shout out to everybody winning. We're going to start this off always positivity, man. All the wins, man. I got on the 85 South show, man. They got on. I just got it in the mail. It feels very comfortable. At first, I put it over my head. I got the medium. I was like, yo, it's kind of tight. It's kind of tight on me. But then when I really got it set up on me, it feels nice, man. I might go to sleep in this, man. I might just have to, you know, really feel the vibes of it, man. So shout out to the 85 South. They did like a partnership. First of all, they did the BET Hip Hop Awards. That was major. That was major. They did it in their own studio. Then they just did something with the Atlanta Hawks announcing their schedule. So, man, everybody out there, man, be yourself. You never know how far you could take it. So, shout out to anybody, too, getting money during the pandemic, man. Get happy for them brothers, man. Yeah, man. Shout, shout out to them, man. That, that Atlanta Hawks was unexpected. Who who, who would have known? I, I'm sure they didn't even know they was going to get like this when they first started out. And I look at them now. Yeah, I remember they was like at a fucking fold out table, 
like from school and like had a little microphone. They looked like they was in the fucking school or auditorium recording back in the day, but they made some legendary shit. And I think they've been doing it for like five years, man, a podcast. And now look at them, man. Stay down, keep grinding. You never know what's gonna happen to you, man. Yeah, and uh, actually, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Chico Bean because my dad, he's a comedian, uh, uh, Duke One Leg, and he, uh, I went to one of the shows. My first show, I went to go see my dad. I met uh, Chico Bean. He was real cool, man, down to earth. Yeah, you feel me? It's not. It's it's very rare you, you see celebrities down to earth willing to meet you. He was alone by himself. Real, real cool dude, man. I vouch for him. Man, shout out to your pops, man, Uncle Duke, man, and definitely shout out Chico Bean. But you got that story. It's funny because I got that story about DC Young Fly when he was starting out back in the Vine days, but he was making a name for himself and shit like that. I remember, man, me and my wife, we go to this little spot called um, Atlantic Station out here. And I think above it was like a management company for up and coming like comedians and artists. And I remember when DC Young Fly, man, he just had on, like, a regular T-shirt. He was just on the come-up. He probably was in the streets or whatever still, but he just had a look in his eye. He was just gazing off. I mean, he could have been high. It could have been anything, but I remember just seeing <laughs> I, I remember just seeing him, man, and he just really had a look in his eye like he was focused. And I also love what he do for the black community. Like, he's really pro-black. And really fuck with black causes and really try to help and really be in there. So we both got our own little stories, man. I'm sure Carlos, we going to have a story with him one day. But definitely congratulations to them brothers, man, for real. It's, mm-hmm. it's congrats, congrats. Also, man, we ain't stopping the congratulations there, man. Shout out to Charlemagne the God. I kind of knew it when he announced the Black Effect Podcast Network with iHeart. I kind of knew. They was like, yo, check this out. We'll partner with you on that if you stay with us on the radio. So I kind of knew it, but, like, not only did he re-up for the five-year, man, he also got uh, creative control and direction, man. So, like, this is big, big, major, major moves, man, in the world of, like, people that you just watch come up and just stay down and be themselves, and it's just amazing, man. Just what you can do. To anybody listening, anybody out there, you never know. Be yourself, man. Don't ever be a fraud. Don't be nobody else. All these people we talking about has been original, man. So definitely shout out to Charlemagne for that. Yeah, not shout, shout out to all of them. It's, we, I'm starting to see like a, a shift of power between like the black people. Like I was watching uh, uh, Skipping Shannon today, and it was talking about how like the NBA players, even though they're under contract. They can demand trades like the AD did. He sat out and what James Harden is doing, man. So, I mean, we're getting more power, man. Hey, man, let's talk about that. Like, I was going to talk about that later on, but, uh, hey, what LeBron did, man, he set down a blueprint for everybody. He set down a blueprint that you got to take all the stones, you got to take all the beatings, you got to – have people disappointed in you, your whole your own city turning their back on you. They he shows you what the fuck it takes to get people to see the better way. All people, when they start out with something, you start out rapping is the worst shit. Like if anybody tells you like, yo, I rap now, that shit usually is bad. Like not tell you it's like, <laughs> no, son, but like when your man stick with it and stay down and like like, yo, I'm gonna do it. Maybe he was trash at first. Maybe he wasn't. 
and then they just blow up. Like, and that shit is great. But, like, with LeBron, he took all that shit. But he showed them that, look, when you first get in, just like anything in life, your first little bit of whatever, contracts, jobs, whatever, is going to suck. But when you get your feet wet, prove yourself, then you got control. So, in the NBA, in sports period, really in the NBA, though, you go, you get that first contract. It sucks. You get sent to the worst team ever. But then, <laughs> after that, you make your own moves. And what LeBron does now is that he signed one-year contracts, and then he got the no-trade clause. He changed everything. Fuck all that waiting around Charles Barkley shit or whatever, waiting around for the organization to do shit. No, take that shit in your own hands and figure it out, man. Man, I just really commend LeBron and everything he does. Like, I really, like, I hate the LeBron hate of, like, Oh, I can't fucking stand. He cries on the court. I don't give a fuck. LeBron can't do nothing wrong. He opened a school. He done did this. <laughs> he done did that. I don't give a fuck what y'all said. LeBron is like the man on a whole nother level. What amazes me the most, he ain't have nobody to show him shit. He figured it out. Nobody. No dad. He ain't go to college. No nothing. This man has built a fucking empire. Clap for him. Salute to him. Everything to him, and the most of all, too, he put his friends on, man. He put people in position to be the bat. The biggest thing to do, like, you know, Nipsey Hussle once said, the great, man. He said, I taught all my niggas how to fish. Some stayed with it, some fell back, and some is better than me. But can nobody say I ain't give nobody opportunity, man? Like, and, and that's what... Uh, Nipsey Hussle said, I also wrote down a quote. I didn't know Nipsey Hussle had a song with Drake. I was like, whoa. I was just playing music. And it's an old song, but he had a song with Drake. He said, uh, uh, what did he say? He said, your worst enemy is idle time when you're on your grind. Like, don't waste your time, man. Like, stay focused. Stay disciplined. That word discipline and consistency has been with me. Every Wednesday, I've been dropping. So, whether I got to do it by myself or do come in in the clutch, you dig me? I'm going to keep doing this shit, man. I'm going to keep going. And shout out to my boy, G Merrick, that helped me with the graphics. Shout out to Duke for listening, man. When somebody tells me something they heard in the podcast, that shit just touches me, man. Like, it really hits me. So, I'm really appreciate that, man. But LeBron, man, he he's the legend. No complaints here. come to NBA basketball I also believe Jordan is the greatest whatever whatever just because that six is kind of hard to beat every time you go you win all the way his grind in it but the thing is 
Jordan did that and was fucking miserable. The nigga was a gambler. <laughs> he drunk a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did all that shit. He was miserable. You know what I'm saying? But LeBron fucking enjoying himself. He having fun. He be doing dances and shit on the sideline. <laughs> we with the Cavs. Everybody, he got the Taco Tuesday and all that shit, man. <laughs> LeBron is enjoying his fucking self. So you got these old head niggas and niggas that just don't like LeBron in general because they sneakerheads and they like Jordans and they just like, LeBron sucks and he's this and he that. But to answer your question, I just feel like people are intimidated and they can't stand the fact that LeBron built himself out. LeBron is outspoken when it comes to a lot of things. LeBron broke the traditional way of being an athlete to shut the fuck up and do it. LeBron basically runs the NBA. If we going to keep it a stack on this is recorded. Anything he says goes. The way he moves with his agency, you call it illegal, whatever. This nigga could have been selling drugs. The nigga, me talking to somebody and I'm not supposed to about a move, nigga, I'll do that 10 times out of 10. Like, LeBron is that guy. So to answer your question, because LeBron didn't shut the fuck up and just focus on basketball is why niggas do that to him. That's exactly why. Man. Yeah, so, man, shout out to LeBron. Keep pissing these white people off, man. But another, man, congratulations to me because I just love, like, I'm learning as I get older, man. You got to go through some fucked up shit. You got to go through the hard processes to just do well in life. And another dude, man, shout out to Andrew Schultz, part of the Brilliant Idiots podcast, part of Flagrant 2 podcast everything with uh charlemagne uh brilliant idiots co-host this dude has a netflix special coming out man and i just i just really really let me tell you a little quick story about andrew andrew schultz uh you can look it up but um andrew man was a person that was a comedian and he kind of was got a start on mtv2 and shit like that whatever whatever doing little shows here and there you know, so as he's coming up, of course, he wanted to get picked up by Comedy Central. He wanted to get picked up by Netflix for a special. He was doing movies, trying to get little roles, but he wasn't getting shit. So as they was doing the podcast, he would get really combative and get mad and be like black people just getting the roles because people feel sorry for him. And he just kind of was combative about every fucking thing. He was mad at the world because he wasn't getting on. And I think Charlemagne, or he might have told himself, said, fuck them. We got the internet. Make yourself hot. Do your own shit. Uh So around the time Jay-Z dropped 4444, Andrew Schultz did a special called 4440 or something like that. And he did a couple different uh, nightclubs. And he had somebody follow him around with a camera. And he built his own buzz. And he built Flagrant 2 in the age of like PC culture and shit like that. He built a podcast where they say the most outlandish shit that everybody grew up on and in name of, in the name of comedy. Like, I don't think he was really trying to be evil, but he said some thought provoking shit. And then he built a Patreon with that. So you could really say, you know, things you can't say no more and shit like that. And he just stayed on his grind and he built this empire, man. And I was telling people, man, his Patreon now the highest rated Patreon on there for comedy podcasts. His Patreons brings... Uh-huh. Do you want to know this number, dude? Just, you take a wild guess. 
how much uh, he bringing like a month? How much revenue? How much bring he bringing a month? Because it lets you know on Patreon. You want to get motivated? Go on people Patreon and see if the numbers. Uh, he he bringing in at least I I'm saying hundred fifty hundred fifty k a month. It's not quite, but he's bringing in eighty five thousand a month. Oh my god! From something he built from the ground up. Of people telling him he's not good enough. Of people telling him you can't talk like that. You can't do this. You can't do that. He built that shit the fuck up. And then also it's better for him now with Netflix. Because now he could go to the negotiation table. And make certain demands and stuff like that. If he would have got in early. He wouldn't have that. And leverage is a big thing. And life. Leverage is everything man. If you have the leverage. If you do such a good job that this job, if you partner with these people, it's going to help them more than it helps you. Then you could demand certain shit. So leverage is fucking everything. And then just staying down until it's your time. Timing is everything. It wasn't his time yet. And when he stopped bitching and he stopped complaining and he realized I got to do it my way. I got to build my shit up. He was fucking successful. So the Andrew Schultz story is all of us. Stop fucking complaining about what's not happening, how it's supposed to happen. I can't believe this happened. Life is fucked up. But when you stay down, you stay consistent, you stay disciplined, those hard words, shit gets amazing, man. Shout out to Andrew Schultz, man. Peace. Yeah, shout out to him. That's crazy because I, I used to watch the Brilliant Idiots, and I remember like the, like the around that time when he released his own special because nobody else wanted to pick him up. And for him to do that, now he's making that type of money, and now he got a Netflix show. Yeah, he's killing the That's not even show. counting the merchandise. That's not counting when he used to go on tour before Corona. He got his own studio. He got so much shit, man. And shout, I'm telling you, shout out to anybody, even if you have a job like I do, anybody get into any kind of money in the pandemic because it's fucked up out there. Shout out to you, man. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Peace, prosperity, and blessings to all, man. But, Duke, how do you stay focused, man? You're a pretty focused and disciplined dude, man. How do you stay focused? Do you try to cut out certain times for stuff? Or what do you do? What's your secrets, King? To be honest, man, it's, it's really just routine and just having the discipline. Because, you feel me, I, I played I play sports growing up. And I, in sports, you told, like, okay, like, if you want to make it far, you got to put in the work. So, like, I used to do, like, little extra workouts and stuff here and there. So, right now, since I'm a computer science major, uh, it was one day I was talking to my counselor, and he was telling me, like, you got to treat this computer science stuff just the same way you treat, like, your sports and stuff, like the extra workouts and stuff like that. So, when he he put it like that, he put it into perspective, and so when I started like working on this thing, like different routines and stuff, my body wasn't, my body wasn't foreign to it. You get what I'm saying? It's like, it, I, I don't know. It's that, that's how I kind of explain it. It's like when you so used to doing something every day, cause I used to, I used to do like pushups. I used to work out every day, pushups, abs and stuff like that. So right now it's just translated to the computer stuff. It's like, okay. So now instead of me do, working out for an hour, I'll do something. I'll do some coding stuff for an hour. So it's like my body's already used to getting in that type of rhythm, if that makes sense. And I think it does make sense. But what I want to say with like anything that really is like hard on your brain and stuff like that, you got to take them breaks. Like you got to go hard. 
for like 30 minutes to an hour because if you're studying all night you're not retaining a lot of that mm-hmm. information you got to have a certain type of schedule you got to know yourself and that's what i learned man in life is that we all know ourselves we all know like hey my car is making a ticking noise i probably need to go check that out but if you keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting something bad gonna happen to it and i feel like hey maybe you shouldn't eat that maybe you shouldn't go there mm-hmm. maybe you your, i think your mind can really i know your mind can transform your life and we all know right and wrong but it's just whether we listen to it or not, man. And then, you know, discipline, I, I love like the dictionary and looking up stuff on phones now. But the cool meaning of discipline that I see uh, on here is that activity or experience that provides mental or physical training. So it's like, uh-huh. you know, it's training and training. You didn't know something. And then you have to get to a level to where you almost like a master at it or you pretty damn good at it. So. That's what, man, that discipline and consistency I'm learning is very fucking hard, but very, Mm -hmm. very rewarding. When you see your growth and writing down things and keeping tracks, I love stuff in writing to see certain things. I like my bank statements and stuff to see where my money is going, stuff like that. I'm a visual learner. So that discipline, man, if you stay down, you stay loyal, man, you could... You could really get stuff done, man. You could really work it out, man. But we was talking earlier, man, um, about Kevin Hart. I got this. I wouldn't even call it a love-hate relationship because I love all, all my <laughs> brothers, man. I love all my brothers. But I told you something. Like, before we even get into it, I told you on the phone. I really I really believe people like the Jay-Zs, people like the Kevin Harts and stuff like that. They had such fucked up experiences with not having that when they start having, it almost becomes like a mental insanity for them. They just go really, really hard and they just don't give a fuck about nobody after a while. They just got to stay focused on them because they never want to get back to that. It's a real hurt from not having, man. So like, you know, when somebody tells you like a Kevin Hart or somebody or anybody like hey you're not funny or jay-z when he battled Nas, oh you lost like that shit fucks with you you know and you lash out and you feel a kind of way and stuff like that but these people man they were so down and out that i just feel like it really gives them like a mental a drain and, and it may it can make them harsh at times man but like the grind and the work that they put in from kevin hart i gave you the kevin hart book i ain't gonna spoil it but he had it really fucked up, you know, and he really had to grind and his mom made him do a lot of things. But for Jay-Z is that it was like, bro, everybody told him, like, you ain't shit. You ain't going to be shit. No labels wanted him. Jay-Z was 26 putting out his first album. That's fucking ancient in hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 26 is like, damn, nigga, you old to be putting out your first joint. But, like, that was Jay-Z's story. Everybody telling him he's whack, he raps fast, he's corny. His uncle told him, you ain't never going to be LL Cool J like this, that. <laughs> Bro, funny story is that Jay-Z used to follow and stalk LL Cool J just to battle him. And I think it was because of that, really. Is that, like, <laughs> you remember his uncle saying that shit. He's like, man, fuck that. I'm going to find this nigga one day and battle him, man. But... <laughs> yeah man it's just like 
for those brothers, man, and I, I feel like that's what we all got to do, man, because I, I really I really and truly love us. And when I say us, I mean black people, the black experience, stuff like that. But we just got to do better. We got to lift each other up. I mean, when we critique our brothers, always do it with love and always do it from a, a greater understanding. And my greater understanding from the whole Kevin Hart stuff is that, man, don't lash out at your brothers. And whenever you fuck up in life, Hold that shit up. It ain't nobody else's fault. You can't blame it on nobody. You got to be ten toes down like a man. You ever seen Baby Boy when the nigga got punched in his face? When what, they, what, what part? You ever seen Baby Boy when they stole his bike and they caught, caught up to them dudes and they oh, were yeah. punching him and shit? <laughs> and one nigga, one nigga had his chin sitting up there like, nigga. He was like, I like this nigga. I ain't going to punch you. But I am going to beat your ass, though. And he beat him with the belt. <laughs> That's what you need to be in life, man. Hold that fucking chin out, man. Life gonna hit you sometime, but when you fuck up, hold that shit. Be a fucking man. Be a woman about it. Hold that shit, man. And that's what it is for me is that, like, I don't like niggas that kind of, like, try to blame it on other people and stuff like that. But for what grind and Kevin Hart shit is, dude, it don't matter what none of us fucking think about Kevin Hart. The grind and shit that he put in... Half of us can't even do that shit. A third of us can't do that shit. Ten of us can't do that shit. The grind that he put in, nah. Nah, bruh. That's one thing I never could take away from him. The grind that he was on, I can't take that away from him. And and financial freedom is our only hope. All that like, well, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, man. We got to teach these young brothers and sisters how to get to the bag in the older ones. That's what's going to help us. That's the only thing that's going to help us. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we got to, I feel like we got to heal from problems we had in the past, whether it's therapy as in going to a therapist or talking to people, and we got to uh, find the money. We got to get to the bag. And we we so fucking creative. I'm like, with black people, man, even with Corona, niggas got fancy masks and designing masks and shit like, nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just come from, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, turning shit to sugar, man. Like, that's the story of black. Like, we so amazing. Like, from slavery times, we was going to make the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Some of the soul food comes from shit. Motherfuckers made chitlins good. You dig know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nigga, we fucking magic, man. So it's like, man, shout out to Kevin Hart. Shout out to Jay-Z. Shout out to anybody who was down bad and went and got the fucking bag. And they are a maniac now. I feel your pain and I salute you, King. Kevin mm-hmm. Hart, I got you. I see you, brother. Like, and I hope the healing in due time. That brother lost his mom. He lost some sit- certain situations in his life. He gained the world but lost his mom. So y'all got to think about that. Let that settle for a minute. You know what I'm saying? You have everything, but your favorite girl can't share it with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. Hey. Now, huh? What'd you say? Uh, I said, I, I want to ask you something. I, I want to know your opinion about something. Do you think, like, like those type of people, like the Kevin Hart, the Michael Jordan, the Kobe's, Rest in peace, Kobe. Do you think like they're like like that grind? Do you think that's like almost psychopath, like obsessive? You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I was trying to say. Like I think you're scarred 
you know, I, I listened to this podcast with uh, Tack Stone, and he did a therapy podcast with a therapist, right? And he said that he was in an Uber, and in this Uber, the Uber driver was going the wrong way, and it was pissing him off. And it was pissing him off so bad where he wanted to choke the Uber driver from the back while he was driving, and they could have crashed the car and did all kind of shit. And it was like, what makes you so mad? What happened to you? And what it was is that he related that shit back to when he was a kid, he had some girl cousins that threw a, a blanket over his head and was hitting him with a skate, like a real roller skate, a heavy shit. You know what I'm saying? He said, ever since that day, he just never was like, yo, I'm hurting anybody, women, men, anybody. I'm hurting fucking everything. And that's what it becomes with these certain people, these athletes. Like, I think Kobe just had a will to win. I think Kyrie, like, got a will to win, you know, where it gets, like, insane. Like, these months, they come, you know what I'm saying? They come off as mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Shaq was like, nigga, I'm skilled. I listened to a podcast with Gilly and them, and Shaq was like, I'm skilled already. Like, I could beat niggas in my sleep. Like, I'm not going to fucking mm-hmm. eat, sleep, and drink basketball. Like, Kobe fucking... <laughs> Kobe was so crazy about it. He knew when you hit the net a certain kind of way, the ball goes in. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, and then Kyrie, like Kyrie, I remember he watched documentary about Baron Davis was on something, and he took a bat, a, a, a Walmart bag, and he would bounce a ball in it, and that's how he learned to get his dribbles because the ball will bounce. A random way, so you just got to know how to get the ball. And uh, uh-huh. a, a lot of dribbling, too, what people fail to realize is footwork. It ain't just his dribbling. His footwork is so amazing to go with the dribbling. And I think those people, they're so obsessed with winning and wanting to be great that when you're not like a Shaq or something like that, it pisses them off. And everybody uh-huh. like, bro, we getting paid millions of dollars to do this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck are you so mad about? But to them, it's not like it's not just about winning. They gotta win it all. It's it is crazy. So to answer your question, like, yeah, they get they get wild about it, you know, and it gets nuts. And I, it's a good podcast with KD. KD new podcast is fucking amazing. For somebody like an athlete, it's hard for athletes to do other things. KD did a great job. Uh, I um. I think it's called the Etceteras. If anybody want to uh-huh. listen to it, man, he did one with um, Forty Drake producer. He did one with Kyrie. You know they talking about that now because Kyrie said he never played with nobody that could take the last shot. Last you know, shot. Yeah. So, but yo, Katie's podcast is amazing, and you kind of get to know a little bit about Kyrie. And Kyrie got that Kobe in him. Like he just feels like he's the man, so it's hard for him to take a side note to another man you know what i'm saying like so it's like i don't want to be partners with lebron i want to beat lebron and i think you know Kyrie could come off kobe like misunderstood asshole like but it took kobe a while to open up you know what i'm saying but them on that court is fucking amazing a part of that too um i heard of kobe um uh, he they talked about um Phil Jackson and shit like that. And they was talking about when they uh, it was a another good podcast. It's called The Book of Basketball, and they talked about Kevin Garnett and his career. And they were saying how when the Lakers beat 
when when the Celtics beat the Lakers that first year, um, Phil Jackson didn't call no timeouts. He didn't do nothing. He said he wanted them to feel how bad it is to get your ass beat like that so that the next year, any time they be fucking up, he reminded them of that moment. Like, oh, you want you want that again. And that's a metaphor for life. When you go through some fucked up shit, when you come from poverty, when you come from sharing everything and shit like that, when you get it, you're going to go crazy hard not to, like, never lose that shit, man. So when Kobe heard that, like, hey, you remember that? You know what I'm saying? And same for Kyrie. Think about it. Kyrie, what that happened that first year? They go play, and Kyrie busts his fucking knee. He have a great game, and then he busts his knee. And then uh-huh. what he do? He rehab, got that chip the next year. The greatest shot I still to this day, greatest final shot I ever seen in my life. That shit was crazy, bro. Like that, that. I just watched that the other day. I got. I'm stealing NBA TV. Shout out to everybody that gave me their login. I'm stealing it. So I just had watched that, man. Still the greatest shot. Kobe, the same thing. After that year, they got their ass bust by the Celtics. The next year, they came back and won it, man. And that's a metaphor for everybody in life, man. You got to go through some fucked up shit sometime to get there. The genius thing is don't quit. Jay-Z and Nip Hustle the Great. The genius thing is don't quit, man. Don't quit. You got to stay focused, man. You got to. And, and then I, I say, too, I've been seeing a lot of, like, you know, people with status, like, you know, like a doctor or people with money or this or that. They treat people differently because of the money or what they can do, man. And I just say to everybody, treat everybody the same. This next person could change your life. And everybody going to remember how you were. So don't ever treat nobody bad, man. Treat the lowest person and the highest person the same. We all the same. Uh-huh. We all eat, sleep, breathe, and shit the same, man. So everybody stay uh-huh. focused. When you get to that bag, man, just, you know, just stay focused. Just stay. They say money makes you more who you are. And for some people, unfortunately, it's assholes. Please don't be an asshole. <laughs> man, that, that, that's what I'm on, man. For real, man. But I know uh, you also seen this too, man. Vlad... You had it again, had it again, man. But did you see that Vlad? They using the dude Casanova interview with Vlad against him in court. Oh, uh, it's all over Twitter right now, bro. Oh shit! I, I don't even got a Twitter, so I bro. The FBI said they using social media in previous Vlad interviews to indict him. And and you know what? To keep it a stack, though, whether it's No Jumper, whether it's Vlad, whether it's anybody, right? They sell a brand of negativity. Everybody knows that negativity sells. If I get on this podcast and I just lurk around Atlanta and find all the dirt about shit going on about rappers and different things in Atlanta... This podcast would have been took off. But since I'm trying to do it the po- <laughs> the positive way and doing it, man, I'm getting 20 listens here, 30 listens here. But I'm building an audience. I'm grinding it out. And I'm doing it word of mouth and doing it the hard way. But if you got a nigga like Vlad or No Jumper and shit. Hey, so Lil Duke, man, tell me 
how high have you been and how much drugs you sold and hey when you shot that person don't you currently have beef with this person what would you say would you smoke on their family you smoking on that would it like when you sell a brand of that kind of negativity bro it ain't that you are wrong for asking a question you know what's fucking interesting so negativity is interesting so it ain't their fault but it's just that that's their brand i'm not into that brand so you know what i'm saying it's just like niggas like yo fuck vlad and shit like i don't like you know i mean if he said certain shit about lewis farrakhan and shit like that people didn't like that i don't really know what exactly happened but He's not wrong for asking a question. Niggas just get on there and start running their mouth, though. And we got to be intelligent enough to, you know, answer anybody's question but the way we want. You did Exactly. Yeah, and that's what I'm on, man. It's just like, what are you selling? And their brand is negativity. Like, look, no jumper and shit. They had them girls on there just telling crazy stories about athletes like, Odell and shit like that and shit he do with girls and Trey Song like these niggas know what works, bro. Viral. That's all we on is negativity, man. For real. Like I I, I don't know, but what do you think about Vlad? I mean, I I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I, I I watch Vlad, but I haven't. I just been so locked in. I haven't been. I haven't really been watching him like that. But I heard about like the the Louis Farrakhan stuff, and I'm not for sure. But I think he said something about like he's not gonna apologize. I could be getting it wrong, but he said I'm not gonna apologize because it mess, it, it, it it's not affecting my money or something like that. And I think if he did say that, he's wrong. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't. You, I feel like if you're wrong, that's when you do apologize. You shouldn't apologize just because oh it's messing up your money. Or something like that, but I mean, I I, I like that. You just gotta think though, and like you said, people gotta learn how to answer the questions correctly. And it's, it's not like you don't have. To, it's not like you have to answer them. You can say you don't want to go into it and stuff like that. So I mean, you can you gotta hold the the person that's getting interviewed accountable too. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and and that's my whole thing. They're not wrong. Neither one of them is wrong for asking a question. The thing is, is that that's the brand you selling. The brand you selling is negativity. The brand you selling is more black people killing black people. The brand you selling is more of these young kids being crackheads. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Like, that's the brand you selling. So, if you could go to sleep at night knowing that shit and you cool with that, that's on you. But... For all black people and shit like that, they said, like, Kyrie don't want to talk to the media right now, man. Kyrie, bro, you're in a blessed position. You could talk to him, but you could say what you want, and you could manipulate them to see, like, hey, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, all these people are great at talking to the media and keeping their narrative on brand. They wouldn't let them control the narrative. You can't Uh run from problems in life. You can't run from discussions from childhood. You can't run from your bills. You can't run from cheating. You got to face that shit head on. And that's what all of us is that like, you know, for me is like, hey, you go in there like, hey, I want to debate some of the shit you do. I want you to really like say you don't go for negativity. You just trying to go for real journalism and real stories. 
and we could talk about that. But it is interesting. I watch some of them too because it's like these are people we grew up on, and for black people, we don't have too many outlets. Now we getting more outlets, but we don't uh-huh. have too many. So it is interesting, you know, what people say on there. When you see that little clickbait shit, that shit is hard as fuck not to uh, click on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I, I know him. You know, what is he talking about, man? So, hey, they not wrong, but, like, it's like for us, black people, all people, man, hey, face all your problems and learn. Be eloquent. Learn how to talk and learn how to be quiet. But learn how to talk and speak up for yourself when you have to, man. Definitely, man. Uh-huh. But before I get out of here, man, get, tell me something positive that you follow on social media or something positive you do in your life, man. I like to give people positive notes, man, to end up on, man. Anything that you they can go out and look on their own, man. Man, my uh, one of, one of my homies, my close homies, Simon, he has a, a company called Almag. And he's uh for Thanksgiving they did a a, a clove a clove and food a food drive, and for Christmas they're doing a, a toy drive and money drive. So if you guys uh, can check them out, uh, the Instagram is uh, Almaz A L M A Z Playground. Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, he's doing good things for the community, man. So look at signing in. Oh, what they uh what they um doing um do they sell merchandise or anything? Uh, right, right now, uh, we're getting it on, we're getting it off the ground right now. Uh, I'm doing the website for them. So we will have that, we'll have all that soon, but it's, it's all coming together. Okay. Okay, man. Definitely, man. But, uh, man, we, I definitely got to support them. Send me that in the DM, man. But just, you know, I want to just get on here, man, and just speak some positivity. I love the, like, that's what I wanted to do with my podcast, man. I just want to motivate people and talk about real shit i think my different angle is like i just want to talk about everyday shit and just put it in perspective you know and i always want to maybe take some things that's popular but put it into a perspective that's in our own life i don't want to just talk about these people because these people are not perfect they just regular people you know what i'm saying so it's just like you know we all got to grow, man. We all got to uh, keep grinding, man. I'm going to leave y'all with this, uh, what I learned from the biggest boss, Rick Ross, man, the master motivator. I got to read his book next. I'm reading Jesus and Mero book right now, man. Shout out to the Bodega Boys for real, man. But uh, before we get out of here, there's a quote, a quote, a straight quote from the legend, Ricky Rose, man. Appreciate your position. While plotting on your promotion. Damn. Damn, the biggest boss, man. Let me run it back. Appreciate your position while plotting on your promotion. Where we at right now doesn't mean we got to stay here. We got to grind and we got to get ourselves up out of our situation. But we got to be thankful for what we do have while we trying to figure out a way to get more, man. Any last words before we get out of here, Duke? Man, everybody, y'all, just keep grinding. Stay focused, man. What you want, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, whatever's, whatever's meant for you is meant for you, man. Keep grinding. And this is recorded.